When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Geelong coach Chris Scott is with us on Crunch Time. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Jared. How are you? Very well. Feels like the quiet revolution down the highway got off to... Got off to a good start. How significant was all of that for the planning and for the work that's been done? Well, it's a fine line, isn't it? It, it certainly helps in terms of validation for the work we've done. But uh, as I said last night, post-game, it's, in our view, clearly not a complete endorsement of everything we've done. Uh, it's just that with a little bit of luck and a few things going our way, we feel a bit better about the work that we've done over the pre-season but I do have a level of confidence that if we didn't get that little bit of luck and weren't able to, to hang in and scrape over the line that we'd still be feeling quite positive about uh, you know the evolution that we've embarked upon Are you prepared to declare how much change you've bitten off here? Not really because there, well there are a few reasons but the main one is we're not exactly sure where it's going to end up uh, we're not um, so egotistical to think that this is a really carefully orchestrated plan that's going to go exactly the way we forecast. But there are a few sort of big picture issues that we wanted to address. And, and, and we had some confidence through the pre-season that we were on the right track. But I think last night was only a small step towards getting to where we need to. I, I suspect the game was a little bit of a typical round one game in that neither side were overly polished and, and clean with the ball and we don't play Collingwood again in the home and away season that's probably in our favour because I expect that they will get a lot better When you stared down the decisions at the end of last season how how brazenly would you put it? Is it, is it sort of evolve or perish at that stage? Well for a long period of time we've been asking ourselves the question internally, where are we within our evolution and our transition? And it is almost complete transition now from the sort of 2000 and, or certainly the 2007 and nine premiership teams, but probably the 2011 team as well. And given where you think you are within that, that cycle, uh, the decisions become really important. So getting that right um, is crucial, but we don't see any reason... Um, even with the benefit of hindsight, to think that we should go back to the drawing board. And in any case, if, if we did make the decision that we were going to rebuild through the draft, that's a very, very long, painful process. Um, but I haven't heard anyone um, involved with Geelong endorse. It's a dirty word, rebuild. Don't even use that uh, loosely, please, <laughs> Scotty, on the radio. The Geelong fans will just drive off the road. But... When you look at the, the changes you've made, and let's just go just fingernail deep and have a look at what you've done in the midfield, trusting greater responsibility to Kelly, 
uh, Duncan and, and and asking and challenging a Parfit and a Constable and these types to to get better and assume more control. How, how take us back to when that decision is made or how you arrive at that, and the sell then, the sell to players like Selwood and Ablett that no longer will you be, in all likelihood, thirty to thirty five possession players. You'll probably be closer to twenty. But sheer quality, if you get to 25 like they did last night, fantastic. But how they handled that discussion? Yeah, well, the first part is that, in our view, that needs to be a, a collaboration between you know, the key decision makers on the list management uh, committee, uh, even, you know, the CEO, you know, the important people. I, I think it's um, really naive to think that um, the, the, the football Adelaide's coach... Adelaide's Mayfair or, Hotel, or the place the to meet... Group, Sorry, Sorry go excuse on. me. Even, the, even the, the the coaching group make those decisions in isolation. So, um, key people are involved, but the players are the really important ones. And, and and we work through a process. I expect it's similar at most clubs. Where at the end of the season, we have a look at where we are and and and, and where where the holes are and, and where we can maximise our strengths. And um, the thing that's really exciting for us is that some of our older players seem as driven for team success as they've ever been uh, and sometimes there does come a point where the priorities with that team success involve a little bit of a tweak to the individual role which may um, mean that there's a little um, but that their, their status in the outside world might suffer a little bit I mean I, I don't think that those two things are always mutually exclusive um, and I think Joel's a good example. I, I expect him to have a career best year this year. But the way we've tweaked his role a little bit means that we will assess his performance a little bit differently than than, than maybe some of the media people. But it's still early signs. I mean, we're not saying that those guys um, are, are perfect yet or, or the roles that we've worked on are perfect yet, but their attitude towards it is very pleasing. So when, when do you have those discussions? I mean, it, it is, a, I'd imagine, a difficult discussion to sit down with a guy who's won a couple of Brownlows and say, look, we're shifting you to a different role. And I know, I understand the team side of it, but this is really going to affect you. And, and I think Gary's been harshly judged the last two years. So even coming into that discussion, it would be a difficult one. Do you recall when you had that chat? Yeah, it was ongoing last year. Um Probably the most significant conversation I had with him was before he came to the club because we needed to establish really clearly the terms um, on which he was going to come in. Um, I, I think probably in retrospect, our club did a poor job in communicating how we saw Gary's role within the footy club. Uh, from a list management, TPP perspective, he is a fantastic acquisition for our club when you take all those things into account. But it's obviously a hard one to communicate because we're not in the business of giving up the details of our total player payments and where players sit within our pay grade and even some of the misinformation around what we gave for him and you know, who who we may have overlooked um, to get Gary. I mean, I've heard so much misinformation, it's not funny, but it's just not worth um, correcting those things. But the risk is, in not correcting it, that there's an unrealistic expectation of what a 35-year-old with um, a bit of an injury history over the last few years um, is going to deliver. So I think we've done a little bit better job of that 
um, this year. And with all those things in mind, the conversations that I've had with him have been easy, and he and he's made it that way. Um, my view, and this is not from from him. This is only my view, and I've held this for a long time, watching him from the outside. I think he can play AFL football for quite a while yet, but it will be dependent on how he fits within the team structure. And some players, unfortunately, finish their careers prematurely in their view because the needs of a team are just a, a little bit different and they can't satisfy um, the requirements of, you know, that that individual might have of themselves. So, you know, I think I think it would be wrong to, to frame it as a really difficult, tough decision. Gary's been um, very, very easy to deal with and embraced everything we've talked about. So, Chris, last night was his game ideally to the blueprint of what you would expect. You never have the perfect game, but he wasn't necessarily as deep as I thought he might play. He won some of his possessions up the ground, but all in all, that was the trademark Ablett will see this year, hopefully. It's hard to say. Um, I think every game's going to be a little different. It's going to depend on matchups. We did throw him into the middle late in the game, and, and that's always an option that I think we'll have up our sleeves, you know, till his, till his last game, I suspect. But um, I, I think that's a reasonable assessment that last night was was probably more typical of what you'll see of him in the next 12 months or so. How will you handle the speculation that's going to go on all year about Tim Kelly? It was a really brave call by the club to keep him and hold him to his contract. I've already read reports in the Herald Sun that he's going to request a trade home again, regardless. How are you going to handle it? Well, not listen to reports in the Herald Sun for a start because I understand where they're coming from um, and it doesn't necessarily represent our view or Tim's view or his manager's view. I'd probably repeat the comments that Tim's made already publicly that none of us can predict the future. He's really driven to win a premiership with Geelong and our list management team will work really hard on getting a good result um, for the club. Now, I think the best result for the Geelong footy club is to have, for Tim to have a great year and he started it pretty well. He's the best player on the ground in my view um, last night and I'm very, very optimistic that he'll be a Geelong player for a long time. Um, and I, th- I think it's worthwhile saying here, and we're not going to talk about it all year, but anyone that thinks it's a foregone conclusion that Tim Kelly's going to lead Geelong um, is mistaken. Chris, Bob here. Congratulations on a win last night. We were talking about the, the significance of the 6-6-6, and can you take us into the coach's box, particularly for when the game tightened up late? Was it, was it much of a factor it was a huge factor, unlike anything I've experienced as a coach in, um, certainly at Geelong as a head coach. Um, the, I said post-game, Steve Hockey made some comments that um, you know, the, the coaches are feeling a bit nude at the moment. I mean, we, we, we felt nude and impotent, which is a bad combination. It's <laughs> a strong visual. It's a strong visual. Again, I'm worried about your choice of words this morning. <laughs> this is good. This is, fr- this is fruity radio. This is what we want. I reckon we get back to using visual. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's almost as vulnerable as I can um, or a, a picture as I can um, conjure right at the moment. But late in the game, I mean, the equation's pretty simple, Bob. It's we got to a goal up and there was a, probably not much time to go and there, previously it would have been easier to shut down the game. Um, and, and even 
after the Senate bounce, there was an opportunity to put numbers back. But the, the risk with that is that you don't get quite organised, not being able to use the runner. And our view is we don't want to lose the game through disorganisation. So our, our go-to was to stick with the plan that we had two minutes prior, which um, it worked this time, but I suspect it won't work at other times and that, that will mean sleepless, sleepless nights for coaches. So, so you're on the right side of that when you're a goal down. So is the Parford goal, is that almost the archetypal moment for what we'll see this season and the not being able to protect the lead and just how quickly it can happen? Yeah, well, I got home um, late last night and couldn't sleep, so I watched a replay um, of the broadcast vision and I think it was James Bayshaw that said you can put that goal down to Steve Hocking and it's not a bad call. Previously... But with that amount of time left in the game, Collingwood a goal up, we certainly wouldn't have been able to generate even numbers in our forward half. So uh, I, I think, yeah, that's, a, that's a, a pretty good case study into the reason for the rule coming in. Can I just ask the follow-up question on Tim Kelly from, from how strong you've been there? So clearly he's settled within the team. How much of it relies on being able to get the family settled geographically in Geelong? Well, that's the only part, really. Again, I'll repeat what I've heard Tim say publicly, which is he loves Geelong, and if he could move the Geelong Footy Club to Perth so he could have more family support, he'd play the rest of his career out at Geelong. Um, he, now, it is, it is unfortunate in professional sport right across the world that most players do need to move away from home to pursue their dreams and it's a big impost on the, um, the families involved and, and Tim has a slightly rare situation in that um, he's got three really young kids and had great family support in Perth that he doesn't have now so um, I think anyone that has kids knows that it, it does get a little bit easier that first is really tough um, especially when you've got you know twins and, a, and another young child as well but um, I mean, I think I'm just really confident that Tim will get better and better in every respect, not just his on-field stuff, but his off-field stuff as well. And I, and I should take the opportunity to say, it's not just about Tim the footballer. It's, it's not often that bring in a player who perform, has performed so well on the field after being overlooked for five drafts and become such an integral part of our footy club that, Footy clubs, in my view, good footy clubs, don't give up players like that easily. I'll just give John Ralph a call this morning and correct that uh, statement, uh, Scotty. I'll get him and fix the Herald Sun during the week. But the, let's have a talk about the... Speculation you know, the game, King. You know, I understand that. I uh, respect it. It's all part of what we do. Let's have a look at the innovation at the moment and the different sort of tactics that are coming in with the new rules. And I think that whenever there is a rule change, there's always a couple of coaches' boxes that get ahead of the game and try things um, that maybe they don't want to show in round one and might try and store and hold for, for different parts of the season. But in, in terms of percentages, with your innovation and different things you're trying... Where would we be at? Have we seen 25% of what you're likely to do at centre bounces? Have we, are we seeing where you'll be for the year? I mean, we see Richmond doing different things with players off the back of square and the wingman sliding into the defence straight away. Where would you be at? Almost ground zero, I think. And that's because so much depends on 
what the opposition do. And I think the, the modern game is very much a matter of saying, well, if, if we think the game's on our terms, then we'll leave things um, as they are. But we've got to be prepared to change things really quickly if it looks like the ground is set up to advantage the opposition. The centre bounce rules, I think, at least if I remove the coaching side of it, because coaches would like complete control, and I'm no different in that respect. But previously, you could almost have your cake and eat it too. So now I think what the new rules have effectively said to coaches is if, if you want something really badly, you're going to have to suffer a big penalty at the other end. Um, so that risk or reward has become much more real for us. So I think there will be minor things around the, the centre bounce. But again, we can't come up with anything that gives you a big advantage without leaving you really vulnerable somewhere else. Chris, thanks for your time this morning. It's been really easy to pick the promo line, so well done. You're in good form early. <laughs> Don't tell Sarah. Okay. See you guys. Good on you. Chris Scott, the Geelong coach. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.